Let's Science is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. We live in a universe of scientific wonders. Every day, scientists are inching towards breakthroughs which can change our lives. We're playing our small part in sharing these wonders with you. That's why today is a fine day for science. So let's science. So Caroline, a bit of background. I honestly believe through watching Wallace and Gromit that the moon was made of cheese. You're actually going to debunk that today and tell us what the core of the moon is actually made of. While I'm slightly disappointed that it's not what I thought, I am very, very curious about this topic. So, Caroline, over to you. <laughs> All right. So, what is the moon made of? We'll find out, okay? I've been reading about what's inside the moon, okay? Um, a recent study published in the Journal of Nature has been able to define more accurately the structure of the inside of the moon. But before I get to that, a little bit of background. So. Astronauts on the NASA Apollo missions between 1969 and 1972 actually placed five seismometers over that time on the moon's surface to see if they could pick up any movement on the surface. And when they did detect some movement, they actually called them moonquakes. And Buzz Aldrin and Neil Armstrong on the famous um, Apollo mission that, you know, landed men on the moon were the first astronauts to place these seismometers on the moon. So we've got data coming, you know, from back then, okay? Um, the information received from the seismometers indicated that the moon probably has differentiated layers. Um, so they think that denser material is in the core of the moon and less dense material is near the surface. And before this, it was easy to think that maybe the moon was just a big rock, like, you know, just, one layer of rock, um, like there are other moons around other planets that are just, you know, little rocky moons. So it was pretty easy just to think that. However, we've got some more information. So what you're saying sorry, is that the moon is like an onion, maybe? Like it has layers, yes. That's right. It has layers like an onion, yeah. So From that fav famous documentary, that's a reference from the famous documentary, documentary Shrek. called Shrek, yes. It's very informative. Yeah, recommend everyone watch it. it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now... In 2011, NASA actually studied some of the seismometer data and um, using this information from the Apollo missions, they found that the moon most likely has an inner core similar to Earth's. They found that it had a solid iron-rich inner core with a radius of about 150 miles and a fluid outer core composed mostly of liquid iron and has a radius of about 205 miles. And then there's a partially molten boundary layer with a radius of about 300 miles. And then they also found that the core contained light elements such as sulfur, and that's very similar to the layer around Earth's core, which also contains sulfur and oxygen. Mm. So the study I'm referring to today um, talks about um, study of the seismometer data, and this is done by a research team from the Cote d'Azur University in the institution of Celestial Mechanics and Ephemeris Calculations, or the IMCC in France. Great name. Yes. And they've been able to confirm that the dense inner core of the moon actually really does exist, and there are layers. 
And the team used a computer model based on the Apollo's geological information that coming from the seismometers and the, and the NASA's GRAIL mission, which was actually launched in September 2011. So these are the missions that were launched after NASA actually came up with that other information just from the seismometers. So NASA's GRAIL mission involved two spacecraft named Ebb and Flow, which studied the internal structure and composition of the moon by measuring variations in the moon's gravitational field. And they were able to create a high-resolution gravity map of the moon. The GRAIL mission was also able to locate regions called mascons, which are mass concentrations of strong gravitational pull. It's theorized that these would have been formed when large comets or asteroids impacted the moon when the surface of the moon was much hotter. So in its, um, like in its early days, like I mentioned, these spacecraft were launched in September 2011 and then they were purposely crashed into the moon's surface to end the mission. So the data that the researchers examined based on the density of the material inside the moon and determined by measurements that were taken, um, that there is indeed a differentiation of materials and that there is an inner solid, mostly iron core and outer core, more, which is more fluid or viscous. Mm. And it also indicated that there's an overturn that occurs on the core. So over time, dense elements sink towards the inner core while lighter elements remain in the outer core. So from the Apollo and the GRAIL data, the research team were able to determine that the inner core is about 310 miles or 500 kilometers for those who like kilometers uh, in diameter, which makes up about 15% of the moon's entire width. In comparison, the Earth's inner core is closer to 50% of its diameter. So out of this, another outcome of the study came an inference as if to, if there was and when there was a strong magnetic field around the moon. Now, the moon doesn't have a magnetic field today, but it suggested through the study that it may once have had one. Mm. So on Earth, there is a strong magnetic field and it's driven by the molten iron liquid outer core, which also forms a magnetosphere, which is where the solar winds and the Earth's magnetic field meets. The flowing of the liquid metal actually generates an electrical field and the rotation of the Earth on its axis causes the electrical currents to form a magnetic field. And on a side note, the magnetosphere is extremely important to us and to all life on Earth as it actually protects us from the high amounts of radiation that's emitted from the sun. It also helps to keep the atmosphere in place by preventing the erosion by solar winds. So if we didn't have the magnetosphere, basically we'd hardly have any atmosphere and we'd be bombarded by this, all this radiation coming from the sun. It's thought that the moon used to have a magnetic field through magnetic studies of the lunar rocks and the confirmation of the solid inner core of the moon. So these two together point the existence of a lunar magnetic field in the past about 4.25 billion years ago. <laughs> Not that long ago. Not that long ago. So there we go. What I thought that was a really interesting study. They actually got some more information from it, just more than just talking about the layers of the moon, like it has the, you know, the inner core and the outer core. They also learned about the magnetic field and the overturn, you know, the um, kind of movement of the core, the outer core, the inner core, the the lightness and heaviness of the elements and, you know, where it all settles in the core. So that's quite interesting. Yeah, um, I found it fascinating because, I, yeah, I actually just sort of thought that the moon was 
a lump of rock as well. Like, honestly, yeah. Is it similar to the Earth? Yeah. It's not like plates moving under the surface or? No. So it's not like we don't, it's not like continents and things like that that we have, obviously. Like we're not going to find any moon lava is what I'm getting at, right? Yeah, yeah, but there is a kind of seismic activity that they do measure, you know. Yeah, I thought it was very interesting that, yes, number one, that there is a core in the middle of the the moon and that there is, you know, this seismic activity um, and that there was a magnetic field once. I thought that pretty interesting because it's easy when you look at the moon to think it's a big rock. <laughs> yeah, you know? I mean, they would have been shocked maybe to detect quakes on the moon Yeah, in the first place, maybe, I wonder. It's like, oh, okay, it does that. <laughs> yeah. But it's great that they, I mean, they've obviously been thinking about this before the Apollo missions because they had the thought to put the seismometers on on the moon itself. Yes. And it's so great that they did because we have all that data to study and now, you know, obviously researchers are studying that data. So it's really interesting that they can do that. Yeah, whoever had the foresight to put those on the moon, give that guy a medal. (laughs) (laughs) It's a medal for sure. Yeah, and we go back to this a lot, but, you know, obviously the Artemis missions are going to give us a lot more now as well. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, so research builds on research and we'll find out even more information. And once you can actually get on the moon and spend some time there and do take some time with studies, obviously you're going to find out more information. Yeah. Fascinating stuff. I love it. I can't wait to see humans return to the moon to do more there as well. Yeah, no, that'll be great. I wish they'd hurry up. Safely, safely. <laughs> yeah, hurry up. Yeah, get to the moon. Come on. Yeah, otherwise we're watching it from heaven. It's going to take a while. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, hopefully they've got good reception there so we can see it, you know. Yeah, yeah. TV in heaven. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, thanks for that. Um, that's an awesome topic. So, yeah, we'll, we'll be watching the moon literally and moon news as well. Hopefully um, there'll be something about that. Let's Science is brought to you by StarQuest Media and is a fortnightly podcast that brings you the scientific wonders of our universe from a distinctly Catholic point of view. For more from Caroline, Lindsay, and friends, listen to the StarQuest show, Catholics of Oz. Find links from today's show at sqpn.com science and find the Catholics of Oz at sqpn.com oz. Be sure to follow the show in Apple Podcasts, Google Play, wherever you can find podcasts, or on the SQPN YouTube channel. The generous donations of our patrons at sqpn.com slash give make it possible for us to continue Let's Science and all the shows at StarQuest, which makes our nonprofit mission possible. You can join them by visiting sqpn.com slash give. Join us next time for more scientific wonders, and thank you for listening to Let's Science on StarQuest. Here's another show on the StarQuest Network you're sure to enjoy. The Secrets of Stargate. Find it wherever fine podcasts are found or at sqpn.com slash stargate.